The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, once again hosting our fabulous show with my illustrious uh, sidekicks. Can I call you guys sidekicks? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> Overlords. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly true of our producer, John Roberts. Okay, yeah, there's only one overlord in here. <laughs> oh, sorry, John Roberts. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> let's, let's not get it twisted here. Overlordess. <laughs> Is that even a word? <laughs> if anybody's got minions, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he has the minions. <laughs> and the responsible adult in the room, Sue Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> not this week. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Uh, nevertheless, I'm touching my nose and saying not it, so it's still you. <laughs> too bad. You're too slow. Here I thought it was me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're the overlord. That's never the responsible <laughs> adult. <laughs> oh, wait. Is that? Never mind. Well, you're... <laughs> the you're... lore of our show is all over the place, I think. Yeah. So... You're the ambassador, so you know, like, right? No, I'm I'm the ambassador. I, I made a big contribution, and now I just sort of show up, and other people do all the work. Oh, that's so, an interest. Is that what an ambassador equals these days? Well, I'm certainly as qualified <laughs> as Ambassador Sondland. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, to Where, be fair, who are we? What are we? Ambassador Yenovo. Thank you for Yenovovich listening to Civil Politics here on qualified. Valley Free Radio. W- just the women were qualified. Yeah. The well, female ambassadors. Uh. Uh, 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 Ambassador Taylor, I think, was perfectly qualified as well. But anyway, this is uh, Civil <laughs> Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. We love to hear from our listeners, and we hope, despite my silliness, you'll actually keep listening and get in touch with us and let us know what you think and uh, correct our errors. You can get in touch with us in a few ways. Uh, email is civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Twitter is at CivilPoliticsFM, and Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio is our community there. We do also have our own special, unique, dedicated website, which is all ours, called CivilPoliticsRadio.com, and that has recordings of previous episodes of the show, supplemental episodes, and other good stuff like that. You should totally uh, check it out. And during the show, uh, when he's not having to, like, actually, you know, wrangle us directly... uh, uh, erstwhile producer genre over there uh, tries to post references, uh, links to things that we talk about during the show, and he uses the hashtag civil references as he posts them to Twitter and Facebook to make it easier for the folks at home to play along. So, sorry, just got through the business stuff. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, I drifted off because I've been watching hearings and debates all week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the past few days, I've been waking up, turning on Twitch, and watching debates till like five, few, so like five, <laughs> six hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> I had two coffees and I'm still, my mind is blown. It's Friday. What it's, can I say? I was, I didn't know that there was, tw- there was 
uh, anything on Thursday. So I actually woke up on Thursday thinking, okay, I'm going to have a day off. <laughs> Be able to work on audio stuff. Oh my it's god, it's gonna be great! And then I then I turn on just like, and then I listen to the news, uh, the new <laughs> hearings, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, it was it, Thursday's hearings were amazing. Doctor Hill's super impressive. Oh yeah, seriously. And it's not um, just the um, is it a Welsh accent, British accent? No, it's a Northeast working class British accent. It's English. It's English. Yeah, yeah. not. It's not Welsh. No. Well, it should be more musical. This is sort of like that flat. I mean, I can't, I can't do it. But that Actually, is that is absolutely a northern accent. You know, like she'd be totally say, totally expect her to say like, "Oh, trouble at mill" or so, stuff yeah. like that. You know. <laughs> but yeah, her and and uh, David Holmes. Holmes. David Holmes. Um, that was his name. He, yeah. she was serious to the point. Was incredibly professional. He was laughing in their faces. It was great. He was, he had this incredulous look. Yeah, it's the, the whole only time. way I could I could describe it. This incredulous look, like I can't believe you guys are saying that. Like the when he was being questioned by the GOP, yeah, he, like I can't believe you guys are saying this. And why are you? That's in, why am I here? <laughs> you know, like that's it's uh, it was it was really really funny. Yeah, um, and she had this the a couple moments where she was like. We're here to be witnesses for what we heard, what we experienced. That's it. Can we just focus on that? Fact witnesses. Yeah. yeah. My party, they kept trying to say, uh, the clown has a red hat. Don't you agree? <laughs> yeah. It's like, Does that sound like bribery to you? And it's like, I'm yeah. not an attorney. I. That's yeah. not why I'm here. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was endless. It was, yeah. They were trying to get sound bites. I just, I, it was hard. It was very hard to watch. Yeah. Did you hear Anita Hill at the very end? She was talking to actually, I think, a Republican. Anita Hill was there? Fiona Fiona Hill. Fiona Hill. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I was writing out earlier that I believe Anita and Fiona. It's okay. I was was, uh, on... On uh, See, my just, political chat, and I kept calling, I kept saying Fiona Apple. So yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. Well, yeah. and the idea that Anita Hill might have something cogent to add, like, is not implausible. No, <laughs> she's like, I can tell you this thing about testifying before, you know, crazy people in Congress. It's probably, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> that's true. And um, just to go down one more little tiny thing. Um, Fiona Hilt said that uh, Condoleezza Rice was one of her heroes because she's actually a Russian expert as well. Yeah. So they're both Russian experts. So anyway, Fiona Hill at the very end, I thought she said some interesting things when she was sort of saying in a very diplomatic way that like um, Sondland was right. Yeah. Once she realized that he really was doing this and they were doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, and she was mm-hmm. actually kind to another one of the congressmen who said something about how will we ever sort of become a country you know, stop behaving like this and and be less polarized. And she really acknowledged that, I thought, and sort of that thought process that that we really need to stop doing this or we're not, we're going to be in trouble because the Russians Russians love it. Yeah, Yeah. she was really centered on being a fact witness. She wasn't trying to, she had no agenda. Neither of them did. Uh, And that's that's one of the cool things about all these hearings. There were just ambassadors, experts in their their fields and everything, and they weren't really trying... a lot of them were attaches and envoys, and they yeah. were, a yeah. lot of them weren't trying to push a, a narrative. They were just saying what they knew. And, and I, I, I wouldn't say that they had no agenda, but their agenda wasn't really uh, wasn't really concerned with 
American politics. And, it wasn't Democrat or Republican. Right. It wasn't That's concerned I mean. with, with party yeah. interactions, and it wasn't concerned with the uh, uh, you know, different candidates trying to push their interests or whatever. It was like, this is, you know, is of interest to American, the American political process, and uh, it has implications, and they certainly, I'm sure, have opinions and values. But fundamentally, it's like, uh, you know, we are a democracy. You know, really, like, in, in the end, their agenda is kind of the same one we have here at Civil Politics, which is like, okay, we need to talk about this stuff, and we need to lay out our facts and, and, you know, and figure out like where we disagree, like what we're disagreeing about and why. And, and what do we really mean by that word? And yeah, right. we try and, and be right. And, and, oh, straight hey, up on it. my understanding is wrong because I didn't understand this bit about it. And, and thank you, Sue, for correcting me and, and vice versa. And, you know, uh, uh, there's a certain amount of like, this is a collective project that we're trying to do together, and, yeah. and and we're making it up as we go along, and 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 we screw it up sometimes, and, and I, that's okay. I was going to say that John is the ultimate diplomat because he's the one who tells us after the show that <laughs> yes, we had that a little wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was I was uh, saying uh, with agendas. I mean, they're the the Republican, they're conservative versus liberal, and cons- uh, Republican versus. Um, uh, Democrat that that they were not playing in that in that arena. They yeah. had they had their they Bigger were fish to fry. They right? were yeah. they were truly not partisan. They, ex- exactly, they weren't partisan. They were yeah. they were just there to tell what they saw. And some of them were like, "I can't believe this guy. This is insane." And some of them were, you know, it's not that bad or something. But they were just saying their opinions about what happened. But they didn't really have opinions on the politics of of the impeachment which i thought was you you the thing you referenced a moment ago is i thought that what that exchange with dr hill was quite interesting where she said look i'd i'd uh been complaining about ambassador sondland like you're having meetings with ukrainian officials and i'm not being included and i don't know what you guys are talking about nobody else here at the state yeah. department knows what you're doing we <laughs> can't be doing that like that is not how you can conduct a national foreign policy that's 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 it's crazy it's counterproductive we it's have foolish. to all be on the same page right yeah. exactly like like it is it is just going to blow up in our faces and you can't fight in front of the ukrainians which is one of the scenarios that she right. laid out it, too it, where they were like arguing over and then they sent the ukrainians out of the room right. so that they could sort it out right and she said so um, you know, like I was angry at, you know, she said like blowing up at him. Uh, I can't remember exactly how she put it, but basically it's like I was taking him to task, uh, for the wrong reason. I mean, yeah. not that the whole, the no, whole I thought was, that was, was wrong, very straight up. I, I was taking him to task for the wrong reason because I didn't, because I come to realize that we had different missions. He was working on a domestic political project for, for the Trump administration, Whereas she, Dr. Hill, was working on foreign policy. It's just different. Oh, go ahead. If you got it, I, play it. I do, but I, it's a four-minute-long clip, so I'm going to be posting it in the in the show notes for for this episode on the site and on and on Facebook under yeah. hashtag Civil Politics. So, um, but I don't have the exact clip of when she was saying that. We don't need. Yeah, to yeah. But, and, and, <laughs> and she used a really good and, term for what he was doing. It was like an adventure or an. an I, I don't remember. Either, yeah, but, yeah, but it was it was actually very carefully worded. I thought it was great. Yes. So when they she, asked, she she was very eloquent. 
when as the, well as articulate. So uh, we don't want to miss uh, Vindman and some of the other folks too. But I just want Lieutenant wanna, Colonel Vindman. Sorry, please. Lieutenant Colonel. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, but the other thing that she said that I thought was interesting when they tried to hang her as a never Trumper. My party did that, right? They tried oh, the, to say, the 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 woman who was the uh, 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 the woman who was no, the Anita, advisor to uh, Vice President Pence. No, Anita Hill. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to do that of Fiona Hill. So Fiona, I had I, coffee, I think and both I'm really Doctor Hills will understand your confusion. <laughs> they are very different. Sure, um, but they're both Doctor Hills. That's true. Um, Doctors Hill. How's that pluralized? I don't know. No, anyway. all women look alike, like, right? <laughs> Sorry, um, but she was saying, you know, actually, she joined uh, the Trump administration, and she was um, interested and sort of warmed by the fact that he thought we should have a different relationship with the Russians. Right. And when she said that, it was like, that's that's pretty good. So mm-hmm. she was very good at sort of saying things that the other side wanted to hear a little bit of that was honest and true. It was sort yeah. of like she didn't, yeah, she just, but I thought that was interesting. Of course, now he's saying she was a never-Trumper, and it's like. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, they kept saying, I don't know what does that mean because yeah. there's no definition of what a never Trumper is. Uh, it's just a colloquialism. It's it's whatever so, is convenient for for Trump and his exactly. cronies at any given yeah. moment. It's it's so many of the labels we use for political discourse, as I've lamented before, are just so vague and nebulous now that they're that they're really no longer particularly helpful. I mean, just the idea of like you know, oh, conservative, like. You know, this is a thing that that bugs you. I mean, you're a conservative, but you. So I'm a disagree. real conservative. Yeah, you so <laughs> well, but you disagree fundamentally with many of the the things that the Republican Party and the, and the people in Washington want to do. Yeah. yeah, it's true. And and arguably, as a you know, affluent, educated, waspy dude in in Massachusetts, I mean, I fundamentally like how America works. I don't want to blow up the system. I want to tinker with it and make it work better so that it works as well for everyone as it does for me. So you but agree with not... Obama? Right. What I, he said recently. I really liked Barack Obama as a president in part because of that. Well, he um, said and that's recently why I... that nobody wants to revolution. They want to just um, well, fix it. We need to go more revolutionary than we did with Obama, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Because, I mean, well, we, we had the gradualist approach with Obama for eight years. And if the Republican Party had been willing to work with him, then we'd be in much better shape than we are now. Uh, as it is, I prefer Liz Warren's uh, uh, approach to like, we're going to make some major changes than to Bernie Sanders's approach where, you know, he's, you know, he, he he's more uh, radically leftist than uh, I am. I mean, I'm not, Oppose. I'm not trying to fight against Bernie Sanders in, in in my views, but like I'm just more comfortable with the the wonkishness, the expertise, and how things are done so that they can be improved. That's sort of what I see as a central part of Warren's appeal. Um, your mileage may vary. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. You were. Uh, I forget what I was saying. It's gone. <laughs> Whatever it was. So um, we we're talking about impeachment and sort of mm-hmm. the, the the strengths of folks, and it really it it really was interesting. And I there's a lot of it that I missed because you know I had to be at work, and I have links to it, and I'll probably go back and watch some of it. But I found it just I sort of reassuring. As oh, I know what I was going to say, Vin, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. I was so struck when he said to his father, "Dad, you don't have to worry." 
you know, I can tell the truth in America and I won't, you know, be poisoned by Putin or, yeah. you know, didn't put it that way. But I just, I, I found that. I be arrested or. Yeah, or, I'd be safe. Yeah. He said, I'll yeah, be I'm, safe. I'll be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was watching the, I was watching all of this on, on a Twitch channel. I'm really important. Uh, it's really good Twitch channel um, that uh, he, he talks about politics every, every day at like around seven Eastern. So in the chat, um, you know, we were all talking about it while it was happening, and there are so many instances with with Vindman and especially with um, Dr. Hill, where everybody was like, "I, I love America." Yeah, you know, <laughs> like yeah. The, the, there were some really like these people are incredibly patriotic. You know, the people in the State Department, people in security, like she was national Both security immigrants. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, and one thing that I was saying is that uh, people that immigrant there are immigrants that were born like they have a much deeper appreciation some of them i think like on average than than people born here of, value sometimes of the, the american experience yeah yeah um but yeah she like especially her um the the way that she spoke about like what was going on and and how she was experiencing it was very it like people were saying like hill 2020 you know <laughs> even though she can't run no <laughs> not for president no. no um but yeah it was it was really and neither can lieutenant colonel vindman no but say she could be secretary of state that'd be interesting yeah. that would be cool yeah. um i forget her name the former ambassador to ukraine Oh, uh, Jovanovich. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, she was great, too. Um, yeah. And we forget her because there were so many people after there's her. There's so many, yeah. There's, there's um, the so many Volk, hours. Like, everybody had their own style of, like, the... Um, she was very personable. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very... Uh, the way that she talked about how there was this, like, disinformation, like, bad talking about her, and that's why she left. Um, the... Uh, the the and the different strategies that the that the GOP was using uh, with each witness was just really yeah. fascinating. Classic misogynist BS uh, is what how Rudy got her shoved out of her job at uh, in the uh, yeah. Ukrainian embassy. The dumb thing is he could have just recalled her. Yeah, see that's what I yeah. don't get. Why didn't they just move her? They he could have just said I don't want you anymore. Pull her out. That's it. Yeah, you know. Well, and winning by intimidation. You know, put out fear of God in every other State Department employee. Well, I think that's part of it. Uh, I think part of it is, as as we saw with the way uh, uh, President Trump had to start tweeting crap about her, you know, uh, uh, you know, saying like, "How'd it go in Somalia?" You know, <laughs> uh, just just tweeting nasty things about her while she's talking, even though he, of course he's saying, "Well, I wasn't watching it," so you know, whatever. So, but. Yeah, so, but he knew those lawyers were on TV. So. Right. <laughs> so he he can't not do that. Like like it's, he can't help himself. Exactly, he can't help himself. There is a some some psychological need that he's fulfilling. Uh, he can't just recall someone he he wants to replace. He can't just say, "Well, I'm I'm recalling her for whatever reason." I can, president, I can do that. End of discussion. He needs to kill them off. It's a very funny. Um, well, it's personality a, characteristic it's like he doesn't he has to it's like what he did with is it lindsey graham when he published his phone yeah. number and like ruined yeah. this he has to he has to kill you off it's it's he has to demonstrate power he and yeah. he has to to factionalize everything and that's yeah. that's a big part of what's so disheartening about these hearings is the way that so many of the 
uh, Republicans in the in the room, like Jim Jordan and Devin Nunes and the Jim Jordan doesn't look well to me. He looks like he's not feeling very well. I well, the well, everybody's going after him for the wrestling scandal. Yeah, which oh. which is absolutely deserved. Oh, that's yeah. right. The the yeah the sexual assault for yeah. somebody for, underneath his uh, uh, he was, in his he yeah. was a coach. The, the, he yeah. was the assistant assistant coach, and the uh, uh, team doctor was apparently. Uh, had apparently uh, uh, like to touch boys. Well, allegedly uh, molested a number of the student wrestlers over the course of several years, and those wrestlers complained, and uh, many of them to Jim Jordan directly, and he did nothing. Yeah. Say so. say goodbye. I, I, but I meant he looked health wise. He looks. He doesn't oh, look well. I don't know. So, but that does wear on you. I imagine stressed out. He's been he's been the Republican attack dog all week. Yeah. Um him, him and, and him at least uh Mr. Uh, Nunes. Yeah. Him and well, him and Representative um Stefanik. Yeah. No. Who I think is his uh dark apprentice. So uh, so here's a question. Um politics aside, um she is getting trashed online and needs protection and all that. Who is? Um Stef- the Congresswoman. Oh, from New York? Yeah. At least Stefanik. At least Stefanik, yeah. yeah. So are many, anybody that sort of rises in this whole process seems to be getting the, um, what did you guys call that treatment? There was that gamer, the woman that was the gamer. The Gamergate treatment? Gamergate treatment. And it's not just women, Vindman, uh, Vindman, all these, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, all these folks are getting just harassed and trashed and turn off their Twitter account. Actually, Bolton's, uh, Twitter account they were saying that was shut down for some reason. Hmm. So that different reason they it think was Trump because did he, it, uh, right? yeah, it was it was after he was he was let go from the White House. Um yeah. or uh he he just got it back. It, this was that is not attached to any of any threats or anything like that. That was like an official thing. Uh that he had to that Well, apparently. I think his personal email was shut I mean Twitter I, was shut down too. I yeah, his personal Twitter, but it was yeah. it wasn't because of any threats or any harassment or anything like that. Well, they said the Republicans were harassing him and had his Twitter shut down. So I don't know if... I'm sorry, I'm repeating stories out of school. Well, certainly one of the the problems, I think, with uh, the way uh, President Trump conducts himself, and I I think it's... He's he's, uh, a particularly virulent example of something that I think has become... Vindictive, I think. Vindictive and and virulent example of a of a trend in American politics and arguably politics around the world in various ways. Um, and I I would say if uh, in American politics I would certainly point back to Newt Gingrich back twenty five years ago with his successful push with the contract on America. I mean for America. Um, <laughs> That's a nice slip. Yeah, yeah. To an empty to an empty. Um, Congress, yeah, nobody well, was in there, and they, yeah, this well, when they started doing that, making those those speeches to no one. Well, and and but speeches to no one. But mis- more than that, Mr. Gingrich uh, had a political action committee, and it provided advice for how to run successfully for for Congress, and it was always, uh, you know, the advice was basically go negative right away, attack your opponent mercilessly before anybody else can define them. Yeah. Right. Use all you know. Use these negative terms for them. Use these positive terms for yourself, uh, and don't you know? Just just keep saying bad things about them, and just wait until something sticks. 
and the the partisanness of it, the us versus them, it's it's very tribal. It it is very tribal. It's very old fashioned in a way, like a, like the idea of of a democratic society, like we have in a, like we try to have in America, like the idea of like we have a republic where. People vote for their representatives, and the representatives go out there to present ideas and represent interests and and pr- push programs and so forth. That doesn't work if it's always just a matter of us versus them. If it's a matter of of it's always a fight. It and and I think we're seeing that unfortunately played out that- by people like Devin Nunes. Like there are reasons to to back your side, but there there does come a point where you have to say like, well, what we care about of these values or these interests or these priorities. Have you watched NFL lately? Yeah. And the guy that on the other team that took his helmet off and whacked him in the head with yeah. it. It's like, I, I think that's it's, I think it's much broader culturally than, you know, my party. I, I, I would argue that, that, well, that, well, sure. But I mean, well, that, that guy is flagrantly breaking the rules. And of course he's suspended, but the NFL bakes that kind of tribal, you know, opposition into you it do because it it's an colors opposition. and symbols and and it's a team sport it's a sport it's a it's a past politics is a sport no it isn't politics has many qualities in common with a sport but it is not purely a recreational it's act- a blood sport but it's a sport well it is it is not purely a recreational activity it is not something done purely for spectators politics ultimately is about a society coming together and deciding what to do with its excess resources and how it's going to unify and, and direct uh, uh, its its you know its surplus to uh, hopefully positive ends. Politics is how we how we run our society. Yes, uh, we treat it like a sport, though. That's what Cut I was going to say. We sure. we definitely hunting is a sport, and you kill the animal at the end. It's it's a predatory sport, but I think politics is a sport, in my opinion. In the old sense of the term, sport, sure. I mean, like in terms of modern sports, you know, sports culture in America, sports to death. Yeah. yeah. Um. Before we go, I just want to sneak this in because we've been so negative. You mean for our first half? Yeah. Yes, first half. Yes. Sorry. Um, so if you watch C-SPAN, you will not see this anywhere else. It's not on any of the newscasts. I was telling Jenner about it before you got here, Mike. Um, John Lewis today was um, in the, I think it was, the tribute was, I think it was in the House, but I'm not sure where it was. Johnny Isaacson, a Georgia senator, retired Georgia senator, they were doing a tribute to him today. Uh-huh. Yep. And he's a white Republican senator from Georgia. Okay. And people were there lots of folks were there and um, John Lewis left the podium and went down and gave the guy a major hug and uh, it was quite something to watch it was quite emotional and it and it was basically acknowledging that you know the country's in trouble yeah with what we're doing and the way we're behaving and Johnny Isaacson is probably 90 gazillion years old and a you know Older than John Lewis a southern you know a southerner of the Republican bent so you can imagine that they have issues that divided them but um people are saying that's quite remarkable and there's actually going to be some sort of a tribute in the house too so i mean in the senate but this piece of tape if you get a chance to watch tape listen to me i'm so old school this this piece of digital media from c-span is is quite something if you get a chance to see it because it's quite heartfelt when uh, john lewis starts to talk Mm. and uh, it's pretty good and that's the way it used to be in the congress so yeah anyway just had to put a good note in the 
Well, if I uh, if I'm reading my producer's hand signs correctly, <laughs> uh, it is probably about time for us to take a mid-show uh, pause to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and otherwise appease our overlords at the FCC. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do that, and then we'll be back with more civil politics uh, here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Are you interested in connecting with the international community in the Pioneer Valley? Then volunteer to help your immigrant neighbors improve their English and integrate better into their surroundings. Become a volunteer tutor. Take a free 15-hour training taught by the International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. For more details on an application, go to ili.edu or contact Amy at ili.edu. Students come from Africa, Asia, Europe, Latin America, and the Middle East. So volunteer to tutor and expand your world. Sure, humans can be a little weird at times, but take it from me, I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen. High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it. But it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Have you always loved to read but find it hard to do these days? Forbes Library offers a variety of alternatives to keep you reading long into the night. A large selection of large print books, audiobooks, and easy-to-use e-books and e-audiobooks are available to borrow. You will find bestsellers, classics, and nonfiction offerings. Forbes Library is now affiliated with the National Library Service to provide audiobooks, magazines, and even the daily news for people with vision loss, difficulty holding traditional book or newspaper formats, and for people with certain learning disabilities. Our staff is happy to help you find just the book in just the right format. Call 413-587-1013 to find out more. My name is Amanda Messer, I'm 17 years old, and I'm a student from Turner's Falls High School. Billboard bodies. Does anybody really look like that? Someone could be flipping through a magazine, looking at that pretty girl or that buffed out guy, then go gag themselves. We need to love our looks for what they are, other than what people say they need to be. People can have beauty no matter what they look like. Beauty only comes from the, from the heart, soul, and mind. Most magazines emphasize the outside when it's the inside that really matters. And change in society would be most ideal for everyone. Hey mom, how about this game? What's it rated? Uh, huh, let's see. T for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. This one better? Oh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. From the one-ups to the hit points, Kadesh Flow to Mega Ran, Press Start to Continue gives you two full hours of the best in video game remixes and nerdcore hip-hop. Join Morlock every Monday night at 9 on Valley Free Radio 103.3 FM and check out the show archives at starttocontinue.com. 
press start to continue, bringing nerd music to the masses. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. A world of opportunity is sitting here in the Pioneer Valley right in Hoyoke. Bringing together a variety of organizations, Passport Hoyoke helps you discover Hoyoke's varied treasures. With numerous events happening nearly every day, there's no reason to ever be bored. For a full list of events and member organizations, visit Passport Hoyoke on the web at www.passporthoyoke.org. Come discover the city of Hoyoke. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. That's still Sue Timberlake. That's still John Roberts. Hi. Uh, <laughs> he says, pointing with his head, which, we're, of course, plays well on radio. We're still here. That's the amazing thing. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's been a tough couple of years. So we're talking about um, uh, the way uh, partisanship is sort of uh, playing, how it's, how it's being displayed in the way the hearings are being televised and in the way that... The, that well, people from different parties are conducting themselves in the course of this inquiry. And talking about things, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, Sue and I, of course, were, were chatting a bit uh, during the break. And one of the, the things that I have mentioned before and I think is, is worth reiterating is that we have a problem when we make things purely tribal and partisan— uh, I'm not agreeing to your facts. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, like, like a fact, which is originally a legal term and has w- became sort of more, much more widespreadly used, much more widely because of its uh, the way it was adopted by the uh, the various sciences. Ultimately, a fact is it's a true statement that we all agree is true. Like we accept and we can use it unproblematically. You know, you can have true statements. Uh, you know, a statement that happens to be true that people don't agree about. And uh, that's where that's things... the new normal, I think. <laughs> well, it's it's always been a part of human discourse, but we're getting to the point where uh, nothing one size says will be accepted by the other. Um, and that, I think, is a process that started on the Republican side, but it has gotten to the point now where I, I have a hard time accepting anything that, that a Republican says as true, even if it happens to be true, you know, like I, 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 I get caught up with like, oh, that's actually right, and I, I hate that. I hate that. I, I just get to the point where I don't trust anything coming out of a Republican commenter's mouth or somebody who works on Fox News. I mean, that's been sort of the, 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 the knock on on Fox News, especially for for twenty odd years now. But it's just. It's so, uh, 
exhausting. It is exhausting. So I had a couple of little factoids, which Please. sort of frames what you just said a little differently. But Please. And you also had something you wanted to mention about military discipline. Well, I was going to start there. That, Go ahead. That, Sorry. Um, Do your thing, but I just... You know. Yeah. So the, you know, the facts of the case and the military found those three guys, two of them guilty and the other one's still in the process of trial. And, and Trump went ahead and pardoned them. And oh, yeah. This isn't exactly the impeachment hearings, but it's connected. It's... Well, I'm trying to show that yeah. the sort of the facts that were accepted by the military, and they don't usually convict people. I mean, it t- took all the guys, people in his platoon, actually, turning them in. And, you no, know... One fellow was a Navy SEAL. I don't yeah. remember his name. Yeah. Was, so um, all that, they're talking about taking him back. There's a, something the Navy SEAL gets that's really... I forget what the award is. It, the, not an award, well, it's the, an the, emblem. The, 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 the military... If you're, in, if you're a, an active... In the actual uh, Navy SEAL Corps, or whatever the term is, but whatever, within that actual particular sub-branch of the service, there's like a, a trident pin you get to wear, yeah. because and it's like, I'm a SEAL, I have SEAL status. Yeah, so the military is sort of talking about taking that back, even though he's been pardoned. So that's sort yeah. of that's sort of one layer. Sort yeah, of the, Navy un- was, the Navy, the people running the SEALs were like, we don't want this guy as one of us, so we're yeah. pushing him out. And Trump... Uh, President Trump t- said, no, you have to stop that. Oh, I didn't hear what the final piece was. But yeah. that sort of discussion of facts, you know, and what it does to military discipline and had the implication of that for national security. The second one is Lindsey Graham has just filed paperwork to do an investigation, has started to ask for documents on Burisma. Okay. And 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 presumably Senate, therefore Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden, yes, he's you know, and so it begins, and sort of the last piece I'll put on this because that's sort of you know that's all terrible, but um, I mean it's bad behavior. It's it's describing that tribalism that you're talking about. the The final piece is that if there is a hearing in the Senate, if they do forward articles of impeachment, and the Senate has a trial and doesn't dismiss them out of hand. Which they could do. Um, Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts is going to preside. Yes. And one would hope that his goal in the world was to stop the tribalism and make the Supreme Court relevant again. And so, you know, you sort of see these big issues playing out and and you look at it and you go, oh my goodness, this is this is going to be really rough. Because I don't, I don't know that I trust Chief Justice Roberts to try and make the court relevant again. I mean, I, I, I feel you, and that's yeah. And he, he's done some things in the past where you think he has some backbone, but I, I don't know. Well, I think he, I, I think to put the 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 cynical, you know, left leaning man, Roberts is terrible. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, like like. To, 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 to put on my own sort he of... He saved Obamacare with that right. that to, thought process about tax. Right. To put on my own partisan hat here for a moment, and, and, and avowedly do so. You know. Okay, you're doing it in plain sight. Yeah, okay. exa- <laughs> exactly. And and so, you know... I'm watching. Pour out the whole salt shaker on this, and that's fine, <laughs> you know? But, like, the 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 way that would... That reads when I, when I try to think about it that way is that... Um, uh, John Roberts has a definite uh, right-wing, you know, neoconservative uh, political agenda that he is trying to push uh, in his work on the Supreme Court, in his jurisprudence. He thinks that the Obergefell v. Hodges decision was terrible. 
he he wants to roll back and end gay rights. He's he thinks Roe v. Wade was was bad. He wants to end uh, the ability of people with wombs to control their own uh, personal health. Uh, you know, the woman's right to choose, but I think it should be understood more broadly. Um, he he wants to uh, allow unlimited, un, unaccounted for money to run around in our elections. He doesn't like labor unions. He's pushing a lot, he, he, you know, his, his view. See, I would disagree with you, and I just want to show that we have well, different facts. I, I think of him as a very sort of strict reader of the law mm. and that he will find technicalities that allow him to go there. But I do think he does try very hard to stay within 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 the, what is it, stare, stare decisis, yeah. within, the, within the bounds of yep. precedent. And make, it, and make it reasonable and rational for people. So I have a very different set of facts than you. I, and you know I'm pro-choice and all that, but I don't sure. feel that way about John Roberts. So. Uh, well, you're, you're going to be hugely disappointed in him, yeah. I think, in this next term because yeah. uh, Roe v. Wade's going down and he, he's going to have his fingerprints on the gun. Honestly, I I kind of agree with Sue. Yeah. Uh, he, ever since he he got put on the court, he's definitely a conservative judge. Uh, he is definitely he definitely is would go for the things that you're saying. I think that he's he is very he he very much sticks with with the confines of the law and and like and like she said, like finds ways to get that to get there. But I don't think that he like has a has a tendency to to flagrantly like just run over well i think i mean that I think that's he's been concerned about his legacy too exactly that's and, the thing yeah and, yeah and that and that's that's the, the 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 point i was trying to get to is ultimately he's got a, a a view of himself and the supreme court as an institution that he cares about quite a bit and, and it was kind of ruined under Bush v. Gore in 2000. Right, and he wasn't it even was, on the court then. No, I know, yeah. and I think he that looms large in his head that right. what we so, think about the Supreme Court so for that crazy decision. I'm, I, I, feel, I feel confident that he is perfectly willing to put his thumb on the scales in, uh, to help Republicans uh, when he feels it won't tarnish the, the luster of the court too badly, when it won't you know, damage what he values, his own personal interests. Uh, or his own institutional interests that he, you know, oversees. Uh, I think also um, he is um, uh, concerned that the court really won't won't be very effective if it doesn't have uh, a sense of legitimacy with with the with the public. And they're pretty close to not having legitimacy, right? And I they're the last branch that actually has like any sort of respect. That's and, and, kind and of what I'm hanging my hat on here yeah. with this is that you know if anybody's going to not let them bring in the whistleblower into but, the Senate hearing. But it's on the other be, hand, right. John, Roberts, John, Roberts. John Roberts was perfectly happy to vote with the majority in the Janus v. AFSCME decision that was last year, the year before, the one that basically said, you know what, um, no, there, you, the, the idea of unions being able to charge an agency fee because they're representing all the people in a bargaining unit and providing this useful service and people should have to pay for that. They don't have to pay the full union dues and all the things that goes for, but they do actually have to pay the agency fee to the union when it's acting as their agent. And like, nope. So basically, uh, that was a longstanding preference, uh, a precedent that had been around for 40 years, and he was perfectly happy to vote to, to kick it over because, well, he hates unions. That was uh, 
2018. Yeah, last year. Yeah, so, um, Ju- June 27th. So, you know, he's perfectly happy to overturn longstanding precedent. Uh, and I think he might have also, he's also been part of the whole uh, DC versus Heller majority. The, you know, he's he's been pushing this uh, uh, absurd fantasy that the Second Amendment is all about an individual's right to just own a gun, full stop. You know, the, the NRA only has half an amendment uh, uh, argument. And when he's uh, felt that he can't uh, or that he doesn't want to go that far, then he finds some way to try and skirt the edges uh, because his decision to uphold uh, the Affordable Care Act wasn't a, a uniform like, now the Affordable Care Act is good law and it's fine. He's like, well, it's, it's a tax, so they can do that. But it also weakened the federal government's ability to uh, uh, push the states to uh, uh, expand coverage and and uh, uh, control uh, Yeah, there's been a lot of, lot of lawsuits right. around that. Right, exactly. Like, he weakened the overall law even as he, quote-unquote, upheld it. And that's that's par for the course, you know, like yeah. like like, yeah, he let it through, but he nevertheless put a stone in its shoe as it walked by. So so that's that's John Roberts. And that is, you know, the quote unquote, the the swing justice on the court. Well, and I'm thinking of it was not the swing justice, but the one that presides in the Senate over the impeachment right trial which is a very different role than being on the supreme court he, he will i'm i i'm quite certain that john roberts will not do anything egregiously partisan like say well you know of course it's totally unfair to president trump to you know that you guys are wearing neckties so you're all out of order and you're out you know like he's not going to do that but he is not i think be hilarious if he did yeah he would be but you know, I, I don't. I don't think he's he's actually a disinterested jurist at all. He's, you know, he he's he was appointed by uh, George W. Bush, uh, who is, you know, we forgot. I, I we're forgetting just how partisan he was and how happy he was to appoint incompetent ideological stooges. Uh, you know, remember uh, uh, what was his name? Gonzalez, the guy who was White House counsel. He made uh, attorney general. Uh, Alfredo Gonzalez, I think it was, but yeah, just you know, there's there's well Bush Bush Bush, Bush is, the younger did try to make his housekeeper the aunt put her on the Supreme right, Court exactly that kind of thing only yeah. lasted Harriet for Myers, a little bit yeah. Harriet Myers I'm yeah sorry I was forgetting her name yeah but so so yeah so so Bush isn't as bad about that as as Trump but it's it's only but a John Roberts isn't series. Bush John Roberts is smart as anything and really understands history and. You know, I I think that in some ways we we do people a disservice there's, there's when no, we just put them in the same pot. There's nobody on on the court who's who who's dumb. You know? Oh no, I disagree. I I I, I, I Thomas Clarence yeah. Thomas I think looks <laughs> unimpressive compared to some of the great. He never. I listen to the to the testimony all the time. He never asks a question. If he says anything, it it doesn't have it. It's like off the mark. He ne- well he he's he, way out of his. He never well. I, I agree he's not the best choice for the Supreme Court. But here's the thing. Clarence Thomas is, uh, I, I think, well, for one thing, his, his attitude is like, look, all they're doing is talk is answering questions about the briefs that we've that we've been presented. The briefs are what's where it's really at. I've read the briefs. 
I don't really care what 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 nonsense these guys have to say. It's about me figuring out what I think based on the arguments. I don't think he even. Well, that is that yeah. that that is the. That's pos- my opinion, and well, he's a that Republican. Is, that, is, that is the position. Yeah, that's that's the the logic behind why bother to say anything. This is just a this is just a, a circus. It's a waste of time. Um, I, I'm just I saying. I don't think Clarence he gets Thomas, the nuances of the arguments that people are asking I, questions I, I, about. I'm not a fan of Clarence Thomas. I'm just saying, you know, he's not a dumb dumb. He just, I mean, it's it's the same way. It's like, you know, I'm six foot one. If I'm in a room full of pro basketball players, I look short. And I think in that context, Clarence Thomas is like, you know, he's a six foot one guy, and he's hanging out with the front line of the of the Boston Celtics. So yeah, he looks yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I well, think maybe so. Maybe, yeah, I think may, he's, may, he's maybe he maybe I he's a, actually a dwarf. But uh, no, I just think he's ignorant of the law and the nuances of I, it. Well, I I think he could yeah. certainly know a lot more about it, and and that's what I mean. But so like it's the some extent it's the grading on a curve. Like I think he's perfectly competent for I don't other for I don't. other for other contexts. I think he's been promoted past his level. He of was an EEO a officer at a corporation. Right. I, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm I sorry. Just, <laughs> I, I'm. I, I. I'm sorry. I agree with you. I don't think Clarence Thomas belongs on the Supreme Court. I don't, I don't think he even belongs confident. in a courtroom. I think he's a, you know. All right. I, I, sh- sure. I, all I'm, all but I'm, I'm showing that our facts are different. Right. I, I and, well, and I'm and I'm willing to to agree with you about that. I'm just like my interpretation of Clarence. And Thomas, I love it that you're defending a Republican jurist. My, my, my interpretation of Clarence Thomas is that he's woefully ill-suited to the Supreme Court, and he shouldn't be there. And he's been a terrible justice. I don't think he's an idiot. I don't think that he's just you know he's not he's not Eric Trump or Donald Trump who like Donald Trump. Well, they're not lawyers, so. Well, even if they were. You know, Donald Trump's supposedly a businessman, but I mean, he's never run a successful business. You know, <laughs> I, so I'm just saying, like, there's there, there's degrees. I I I, I don't I think the See, idea and that's that, another fact I disagree with. Well, I think the idea that Clarence Thomas is just like an incompetent boob, you know, who, who like it's not it, what I said. Can, I said he's 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 ignorant lawyer. He's yeah, not a he's, good lawyer. He's not a good lawyer, and he doesn't yeah. belong to the Supreme Court. I, he, we agree on that. And I just anyway. want to say that this this whole conversation right here, uh-huh. this is the this this right here is perfect civil politics because you guys are gonna leave, and you're just gonna disagree, and you're not you, you don't hate each other or anything. No, I don't think he's an evil doer. No, you know? <laughs> this but is great. It's, but it, it's really it is hard to do if you don't have some trust in the other person. Sort of you know acknowledging when something was a little. You know, yeah. and that trust piece, that's that's yeah. the piece. That's why I say I kind of trust John Roberts, you know? I'm kind of hoping, but I'm also kind of trusting that he will do the right thing. Trust but verify. I, I have I, – I, I won't say that I okay, have – Okay, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, and I, I won't say that I have no confidence in John Roberts at all under any circumstances. That's, that's not what it is. If John Roberts were like – if you didn't have people like uh, – uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch and Samuel Alito and and Clarence Thomas on the court, uh, you know, I'd be like, okay, so he's the the staunch conservative who's gonna like hew to Republican lambs, and you know, he's he's very right wing, but you know, like, okay, he he actually has some principles. He's at least sometimes gonna surprise you by doing something. It's like, well, all right, that's a very narrow construal, but yes, you upheld the Affordable Care Act kind of thing, you know, and just. 
uh, he's he's better than Clarence Thomas. I that's that's low bar. Yeah, exactly. That's that's damning with faint praise to some extent. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe we were, we were going to talk about all kinds of other things like Israel and Brexit and next week. I well, guess. Uh, the, we the, are going to have a show next week, right? No, no Brexit. No Brexit. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, we are going to do a show the day after Thanksgiving, uh, so that'll be fun. Um, Maybe yeah, there'll be some articles I, to look I, at. <laughs> uh, and 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 so I guess is the last thing. Just wow, you want to talk about like how factionalism has broken can break a country down. Israel's a great example. Benjamin Netanyahu's been indicted, not like accused or investigated. Their actual papers filed. He's indicted. He's going to face criminal prosecution. And he can serve until he's convicted. And. <laughs> and appealed. And so, and he failed to form a government Israel after, the, gets the after the elections in September. And then, deserve. and now uh, Benny Gantz, the leader of the other main, main faction, has failed to form a government. Because it's all coming down to this fellow named Avigdor Lieberman and his small conservative faction. He doesn't want to work with the orthodox, crazy religious Jews. And he doesn't want to work with the Arabs. And so now they're at the point where they're just, you know, they, they're, they're at stalemate in their parliament. I like to say next slide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what they're going to do because they, they just can't agree. And it's, it's the voters, not just the politicians. So, so wow. Anyway, we do have to wrap up. The music is playing. Uh, so that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. We've got a bunch of cool, great music coming up here on the station uh, worth listening to all night long. And uh, we're going to have a podcast of this show uploaded to the various services uh, over the course of the weekend whenever you know our steam producer can get around to it. And they're still letting us uh, have a repeat on Mondays at 4, so uh, we appreciate that and hope you're listening to us on Monday as well. And that'll do it. So thank you for listening to Civil Politics tonight. We'll be back next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.